0: Wow. Can I just say, if that wasn't epic, I don't know what epic is anymore. You can always tell when a movie scene is getting pretty intense because all of a sudden, the popcorn sound goes crazy. Did you guys notice that? It got loud. But I have to say, so far, you guys are doing pretty good because the first service, the popcorn bags were a little bit louder. Whoa. For those of you that have yet to see Jurassic World, I'm so sorry. You just witnessed a climactic conclusion to the movie. You know what that means? That means that every scene, every emotion, every moment, every high, every low has been building to this moment. And I hope we didn't ruin it for you. I believe there are two types of movie people in the world. And I like to say they are either movie snobs or movie slobs. I think you guys know where I'm going with this. The movie snob doesn't want to know anything about the movie. They don't want to know the plot, they don't want to know the twist, they certainly don't want to know what happens at the end before they know the beginning, right? They just want to find out as they watch the movie. And they're not even the best movie buddies because if you like to talk, They don't like it, right? You guys know who you are. On the other hand, there's the movie slob. Now, the movie slob can watch the conclusion to a movie before seeing the rest of the movie, and they don't care. Maybe they'll watch the rest of the movie another time. Maybe not, it doesn't matter. You can tell them the whole storyline. You can tell them the plot twist. You can tell them the end and it doesn't bother them. You could even talk to them the whole time during the movie, and they're just like, yeah, whatever, you know? It doesn't matter. It's not going to ruin the movie for them. They're going to watch the movie, or they're not. They don't care. With that being said, I know what you guys are thinking. What in the world does Jurassic World, much less dinosaurs, have anything to do with the Bible in any way, shape, or form? Well, I promise you, if you journey along with me, we will see together that biblical principles in the Bible can apply even to a summer blockbuster like Jurassic World, having dinosaurs in it. I want to introduce myself for those that have yet to meet me. My name is Drew Kinney. I got saved the first service, and I'm preaching the second service. Just kidding, I've been here for a little while, but it is my privilege to be able to share this morning in our At the Movie series, and it's kind of a bittersweet moment. You know, I'm ecstatic to be able to be preaching here, but I'm a little saddened because this is the cl- conclusion to our At the Movie series. Have you guys been enjoying it? I mean, I was just getting used to the mid-morning snack, popcorn. I mean, come on, free popcorn. Have you ever had to fork out the cash for popcorn at the movie theater? I mean, sometimes it costs more than the movie ticket itself. That's just wrong. And as far as I'm concerned, nobody, I mean, nobody has a budget for popcorn that expensive. I don't care how rich you are, right? Nobody's got a budget for that. To start off my message, I'd like to do something a little different. Maybe you might say it's a little unconventional, but I wanna pray, but I want you guys to pray with me. And I'm gonna ask you if you're able to stand to your feet. Yes, that means you have to put your popcorn down for a second. This is my secret to make sure you guys are awake before I preach. If you're comfortable, lift your hands as we pray. Lord, we come before you. God, we ask that you would open our hearts. We ask that you would give us an understanding and even a fresh revelation of your word today. Lord, we thank you that your word is alive, it's living, it's powerful, and it is truth. God, we thank you that your truth teaches us what is wrong and it teaches us what is right. And your truth is relevant in every single season of life. God, we ask today that as your word comes forth, God, that you would help us take your wisdom, your word, your principle, your promises, and apply it to our lives today, now, and in the future. God, we ask that you be glorified today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. If you have your Bible, you can turn with me to Genesis chapter. 4, verse 7. We're going to be reading from the New Living Translation today. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry. We got your back. You can follow along on the screens behind me. Again, Genesis chapter 4, verse 7. You will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. I'm going to read that one more time. I want it to sink in. You will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. I want to take just a moment to dig a little bit deeper into this verse, because I know there is some more significance that many of us don't even realize here. For those of you that don't know, this is actually the very first time the word sin is introduced into the Bible. In biblical study, there's a principle, and it's known as the first mention principle. And this principle focuses on the significance of the first time a word or a topic is introduced into Scripture. So we really want to focus in here and see the significance of what God's trying to say here. You know, when... God introduces a word or a topic in scripture, God's laying the foundation for what this topic, what this word is going to mean collectively through all out of scripture. So it's really significant how God chooses to depict sin and sin's nature here in this portion of scripture. We see that God says sin and sin's nature is like a creature, like an animal, perhaps like a dinosaur that is crouching in preparation to pounce on its prey. Church, do you know what pouncing is? Let me just remind you that the purpose of pouncing is to attack, to kill, to harm, okay? Nothing good coming from that, right? Okay, lions, tigers, bears, and dinos, oh my. Church, can you say, oh my, with me? Oh my. Just as a warning, I have quite a few verses that I'm going to reference and read this morning, so if you are able to follow along in your Bible, awesome. I don't expect you to, so if you want to jot down the verses, and then you can follow along on the screen, excellent. Are you guys ready? Psalms, chapter 19, verse 12 and 13 says, how can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? First Peter 5.8 says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone for someone to devour. John 10, 10, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. If we look at these verses collectively, I think we get a pretty good picture of what the enemy of our soul looks like, what sin and temptation looks like, right? We can see the we can see the identity, the role and the desire. It's lurking, seeking whom it may devour and its goal is to steal, kill and destroy, right? Despite us having an enemy of our soul that is relentlessly pursuing us, I want you to know there is hope. There's a strategy for evading sin and steering clear of its devastation. Let's look at 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 13, and it says this. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand, and we're going to focus in right here. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. One more time. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Church, if I could give you just one word of advice, if I could give you the secret to defeating sin, the answer to the sin equation, it would be just this one word. Are you guys ready? You ready? Run! Run. Run. Just run. Is it just me, or does every scary movie, every suspenseful movie, or every chase scene in a movie depict the slowest? I mean, the slowest running ever. I mean, visually, they look like they're running so fast, but you look behind and their pursuer, you know, the dinosaur, the murderer, whatever it might be. They're always on their tail. They can never get far enough away. Now, don't forget, there happens to just be every single obstacle in the world in front of them, and they trip on almost every single one of them. It doesn't make sense, right? When I see these scenes in a movie, I often imagine that suddenly the screen's gonna pan out, and the person that's been running for their dear lives, they're gonna look down and realize they've been running on a treadmill the entire time. Talk about running really quick, going nowhere, really fast. I'm not a hater for treadmills, and some of you, I know there's some of you out there that just you you know you love using a treadmill. But sometimes there's no sense of visual accomplishment on a treadmill, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Run. As simple and even as silly as it might sound, run. One word, three letters. R-U-N. Now, I know some of you might say, you know, running isn't always the answer. You're right, running isn't always the answer. There's a time to stay, there's a time to tough it out, there's a time to work through whatever you're facing. But when it comes to sin and temptation, running is always the answer. I wanna speak to a specific audience here tonight, and you might be the tough, the big bad guy or the tough big bad girl. You got this. You don't need anybody to get your back. You can deal with this. You can handle it. And if we're honest, I think at some time or another, that's all of us. You know, we think that we can take this on. We can do it. But listen to this. God didn't intend for you to tough it out with sin. You're not going to beat sin, I want you to imagine Claire, the girl running with the flare in the movie, running from the dinosaur. Imagine her. She gets the bright idea that she's going to stop, she's going to turn around, and she's going to tough it out with the dinosaur. How do you think that's going to go? I don't think it's going to be a pretty picture, right? Chances are somebody's going to become dino dinner, right? Yeah. In all seriousness, please, 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 please consider this if you could muster up the strength, the energy, the grit, the vigor, whatever it took to beat sin, let me ask you this. Why would you need Jesus? Think about that. If you had what it took to beat sin, why would you need Jesus? If you won't listen to my words, I'm okay with that. They can fail. God's word doesn't. So let's look at God's word. Let's see what God has to say about you toughing it up with sin. Amos chapter 5 verse 14 says this, do what is good and run from evil so that you may live. Then the Lord God of heaven's armies will be your helper just as you have claimed. Do what is good, and run from evil so that you may live. I'm not an exercise guru. I don't claim to be an athletic trainer. I'm really not even that good at running. I'm, I'm kind of like rounded in all the wrong ways when it comes to running, you know? <laughs> in my defense, just once, I did the 10 mile in the Parablossom. Awesome. Key Keyword: just once. <laughs> I have a goal that maybe I'll get to do it again someday, but that's not the point this morning. I'm not an expert on running. I'm definitely not the best coach in the world, but I'm completely okay with that. You know why? Because the Word of God is the best coach. Church, this morning, I encourage you, lean in as I share God's principles, God's truths this morning, and allow God to coach you, allow him to guide you in his word, to help you now and in every season of your life. If you are a person that likes to take notes, you're in luck. I got three strategies or three points for you this morning I'm going to share based on um, God's word. So number one, run with purpose. First Corinthians Chapter 9, verse 26 says this, So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadowboxing. So I run with purpose in every step. Have you ever tried running without a finish line, a goal, an objective in mind? Unless you're Forrest Gump, it's pretty hard, right? It's pretty hard to just keep running for no reason. Just keep running, just keep running, right? And you know what's even worse? When it's hard to run it's really easy to quit. When it's hard to run, it's really easy to quit. Now back to the, that treadmill thing. Remember I was saying it's really hard to get a sense of visual accomplishment? You don't get to see where you started, you don't get to see all the landmarks and the visuals, the mile marks along the way, and you definitely can't see the finish line, right? I mean, and talk about when you're in the midst of running on a treadmill, you can't naturally just adjust your pace. You have to start pressing a button, not for the faint of heart. Have you ever tried messing with the buttons on a treadmill while you're in midst running? I'm pretty sure if you looked up videos on YouTube, there's going to be a lot of crazy accidents, people trying to change the speed, adjust the speed while they're running. If they don't make you sign a waiver to use a treadmill saying, caution, caution, you may get harmed and death could occur. Something needs to change. Those things are serious. Church, it's so important that we don't just run, but that we run and pursue. We run with a purpose. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 11 says, but you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith love, perseverance, and gentleness. We can't just run. It's not enough. We got to run with purpose. We have to run and pursue. Pastor Judah Smith said, the best fleeing is good pursuing. I like to look at it this way. The best running is good pursuing of something or someone. Which brings me to my next strategy, run towards God. Church, I am absolutely convinced that when you run towards the things of God, like we read in 1 Timothy chapter 6, the righteousness, the faith, the love, the perseverance, the gentleness, when you run towards all those things, pretty soon you get to God. Think about that. The things of God lead to God. The things of God lead to God. God. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong fortress, the godly run to him and are safe. First John 5, 18 says, We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's Son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot touch them. I'm a father, and I have two beautiful princesses, and a third princess on the way. yes. Three girls, you can pray for me. <laughs> I have to say, my girls are definitely perfect in my eyes, so I don't know about all y'all, but she they're perfect to me. But one thing of the many things I've learned from my girls is that when they're scared or when they're running from something, they run to someone. And you know who they run to? Usually me. Okay, why? Why do they run to me? because they know that I'm gonna hold them securely. I'm going to protect them and keep them from whatever it is that's scaring them or pursuing them, right? Whether you have kids or not, we can learn from our children. We can learn that when sin and temptation are crouching at the door ready to pounce, we can run to God and God is going to hold us securely. He is going to protect us from our enemy I want to take a moment and have you use your imagination and visualize a couple of things, but I want you to think about those dinosaurs that we saw in the movie scene. Think about how big, how fierce, how relentless they were. You got that? Okay. Now, I want you to think about them chasing you. No, I'm not trying to give you nightmares, and I'm sorry if you get nightmares, but I want you to think about that. You got it? Okay, now, as you're running from these dinosaurs, picture yourself in God's arms. You know, suddenly those dinosaurs, those fears, that sin and temptation that's been on your back, isn't so scary anymore. Run towards God. Strategy number three, run in numbers. Ecclesiastes 4 9 and 10 says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. You know, I don't know why it is, but in almost every movie where the situation seems appropriate, they think that it's the best idea to split up. No. No. It's not a good idea. Never the best solution. Never the answer. Never split up. Sure, sometimes the main character in the movie survives, but what about everybody else? Think about all the other casualties. Don't split up. Stay together. You know, when you run, it's safest to run in numbers. It's safest to run with others. For obvious reasons, if you are running for your life from a dinosaur and someone else falls first— They're going to get eaten first. (laughs) Just kidding. If you're running and you fall, and chances are you're going to fall, someone will be there to help you up. And likewise, you can do the same thing for other people. The moral of the story, the strength of this strategy is don't split up. Don't run alone. Run in numbers. Believe it or not, church, we are going to wrap it up here pretty quick. But I want to share a couple more verses with you. And I want you to listen and really grab a hold of these scriptures, these words, these promises of God, that as you're running with purpose, as you're running towards God, as you're running in numbers, that these promises will guide you now in an every day of your life. Hebrews 12:1 says this, Therefore since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sins, the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Proverbs 4:12, when you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. And last, Isaiah 40, 31 says this But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Church, we have covered a lot of scriptures and a lot of strategies and a lot of topics this morning. But if there's one thing that you hold on to this morning, let it be this Let us run. Thank you. you.
1: Wow, that's awesome. Let's all stand together. That was an amazing teaching. So important, as I shared with the early service. Uh, I got turned on to Jesus when I was 16, and so I spent a lot of my my, my youth uh, doing youth ministry, and then uh, later on, Bible college, and and all the years that that I've been here at Joy. When I, when I've seen people fall away, it's a it's a real thing. As uh, God spoke to Cain way back in Genesis, the first verse that that Drew used, you know, hey, beware, sin crouches at the door for you. Its desire is to get you. Yes. Sharing with uh, Andrew, my friend from Portland, that uh, a phrase that I coined, I never saw as clearly as when I was deceived. <coughs> when you're being deceived, it just seems like I can't lose doing this. It's gonna be great. And sin is one of those things that comes many times as something shiny something that empowers you. And so we find this uh, teaching today. Though we start with dinosaurs chasing people, there are things that chase us. Sins of the flesh, besetting sins. The world, the flesh and the devil out to stumble us. So we have to run with purpose. We have to run toward God and run together. When I've seen people fall, (coughs) they lose their purpose. The purpose begins to be the deception. They quit running towards God and they isolate from people. Proverbs 18.1 says that he that isolates himself seeks his own desire or his own lust and he rages against all sound wisdom. Well, today is a good day to just keep on coming back to God. (coughs) The popcorn's still working in me. There's two two types of people that need to work towards God. One, if you don't know Jesus today, we're going to give you an opportunity to call on His name and be saved. Number two is you and I. I think we need to keep courting the Lord. Which means what? Don't take Him for granted. You may have been saved a lot of years, but you need to say, Lord, I'm still running after you. As Judas Smith was quoted here, the best running, running from sin is to pursue God. If we could bow our head and close our eyes for a moment, I'd like to speak to everyone who came here today and you haven't joined God yet. Maybe you've even had some religion work up in your life and but you still have that empty ache that says something's still wrong. You see, when, when, when you become born again and born of God, which is a supernatural conversion, there's a peace that comes in your life. There's a sense of parentage. You, you be, begin to feel God is your father and you begin to want to look like dad. You want to grow up and be like him. Maybe you still have that abandoned orphan feel like I'm just, I'm lost. We're here to say that the Spirit of God says the Lord's here to find you. He's known you, but he can only save you as you call on him. If you're here today and you'd like to have us pray with you that you would become a Christian and a child of God, just raise your hand and put it up. I want to pray. I see some hands going up real quickly, if you, if you want to join God and you just want to know that you're saved, get get your hand up. Yeah. I see other hands now. We're going to all pray this prayer together. If you pray this with sincerity, the Bible said that if whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's a calling thing. It's It's being born of God, born of the Spirit. It's more than just adapting to a creed. It's the ability to have God make you into a new person and you'll feel it on the inside. You'll feel your desires change, your assurance will change. So let's all pray this together. Dear Father, I come to you this day and I ask you to receive me, to save me, From sin, its consequences, to make me new on the inside, forgive me of all my trespasses, those things that I meant to do and those things I got tricked into doing. You said in your Bible that whoever that would call on your name would be saved. I'm calling on your name today, Lord. I'm calling on the name of Jesus. Save me. You also said that whoever calls on the name of the Lord would not be ashamed. I've been ashamed, Lord. Take away the shame from my life. If you'll be my father, I'll be your child. If you'll be my God, I'll be your servant. I believe in you, dear Father, and I receive you as you receive me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For those that responded, feel free after, uh, when we do the little prayer time down here, come on down, let us know, hey, I'm in, and uh, we'll make sure you have some guidance where to go from here. Uh, that's also, too, what we do in, in our uh, uh, growth track. That's the next best thing to do when you get saved is get plugged in. So you run together. Now for the rest of us, how many of you feel that you're actually in a spiritual battle? <laughs> I do. I'm in a spiritual battle. And I, I think that the only way I'm going to get out of it is to be with Jesus in heaven. And so I don't look for, for some spiritual retirement where I'm no longer being beset and attacked, and the crouching lions, tigers, bears, and dinos, oh my, are there. How many of you know we're gonna be in a spiritual battle? So let's pray real real quickly, okay? That's for everybody that is saved right now. We're gonna pray. Pray with me. Dear Father, help me to not be overconfident. Help me, Lord, to run with purpose, to run towards God, not away from God, and to run with others. Help me, Lord, to get mastery over my own independence, bolting off by myself. I don't want to be eaten. And survival is through you, dear God. Thank you for your gift of the Holy Spirit of salvation. Thank you, dear God. In Jesus' name, amen.